Welcome to the Fleet FYI's podcast, the weekly podcast by Utilimark that reveals how you can make the most of your data for smarter fleet management. My name is Gretchen, and every week I'll be sharing with you not only over two decades worth of data insights, but some of the industry's hottest talking points and key metric analysis with the aim to help you better understand your fleet from every angle. Before we begin, if this is the first time you've heard our show, thanks for stopping by. Once you've finished today's episode, if you could take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform, I would really appreciate it. Give us a rating, five stars, I hope, or tell us what you liked or leave us a comment or a question about what you've heard in today's episode. If we haven't yet covered a topic that you're interested in hearing more about, let us know. We would be happy to go over it in detail in a later episode. Let's dig in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind you to check out the last three mini episodes of the show where our very own Michael Carr, some of you may remember him from last season, and Engen Ayaz, who will be appearing on the show for the first time this season, have been recapping their time at this year's NAFA, otherwise known as the North American Fleet Association, the Institute and Expo show that just took place in Baltimore, Maryland. So if you haven't already, I'd keep this episodes up after you finish listening to this one, because I think they're ones you won't want to miss. Anyways, let's dive into the show and today's topic, the ins and outs of greenhouse gas reporting. Ready? Let's dig in. Sustainability has quickly become a top priority for organizations across all industries all around the world. Within the fleet industry especially, it might be hard to find a fleet whose management strategy hasn't incorporated sustainability to some degree or initiatives that don't tend to lean towards the green side or managers who at least don't anticipate change in the coming years. Honestly, if you could find a fleet that hasn't at least thought about it, I personally would be quite shocked. But for fleets, tracking and reducing greenhouse gas emissions have become a key priority. And you might wonder, well, one, why? (laughs) But in the United States, transportation is the largest contributor of total emissions, total greenhouse gas emissions we're talking about, with light-duty vehicles being the largest source, followed by medium and heavy-duty. Together, these three vehicle classes make up 83% of all transportation emissions, in the country. For local and state governments, what this means is that it was a call to enact stricter legislation and restrictions against heavy polluting vehicles and fleets. For some fleet managers, though, if you're limiting greenhouse gas, that actually starts with an accurate understanding of how much their fleet emits in the first place. And this is where a tool like greenhouse gas reporting comes in really, really handy. A few aspects of GHG reporting that I'll break down today are GHG tracking capabilities, estimated fuel savings, progress to goal reporting, EV candidacy, and what the difference actually is between good idle and bad idle. 
But let's start with GHG tracking because I think that's the, well, one, the most logical place to start. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. A comprehensive greenhouse gas analytics solution takes data from different sources to help organizations measure and report on their greenhouse gas emissions. Kind of common sense, huh? But this could be at a higher level with a more general overview of these emissions down to the very specific minute details of which vehicles, classes, and fuel types are contributing the most. These are the insights that allow for impactful change within a fleet, informing managers of their weak spots and where to target first, because sometimes it can be really, really hard to choose a starting point. Now, by tracking emissions, fleets can actually better understand their carbon footprint. They can ensure they're within compliance and identify opportunities for reduction, especially if they're operating under an organization-wide goal in which the decision makers need to be well-informed of all regional progress. Because let's be honest, there could be some different regions in which, you know, a fleet that has 10 yards, each could be performing differently. It's not the same across the board. So it's always nice to keep an eye on the general overview tracking of your emissions and what is emitted where. But what about fuel savings or estimated fuel savings here, right? So in addition to reducing emissions, many fleet managers have actually become interested in electric vehicles for the prospect of major fuel savings. But again, here's the question, where do you start (laughs) or how do you know where to start, right? So for fleets that are starting out with just a few electric vehicles, a dashboard that analyzes potential fuel savings per vehicle class is a really, really great tool to understand their true impact. If you look at a breakdown of how many gallons of gas your fleet has saved by implementing electric vehicles, you could also show performance to stakeholders and justify the purchase of even more EVs for your fleet if that is the route of sustainability you're choosing to pursue. There's a lot of working pieces to this puzzle that talk about the benefit of utilizing fuel savings as part of your EV initiative or sustainability initiative. And another benefit of it also is, is you don't have the tailpipe GHG emissions that we've spoken about a bit in the past on this show. You'd probably have to go back to season one to learn a little bit more about those. But instead of it being tailpipe emissions, then you're more looking at the emissions that are emitted from charging your fleet. So more so based on your electric utility. So it's something to think about for sure. But for those more interested in understanding where they are in relation to meeting their targets, because of course, you know, everything is not going to be the same here, right? A progress to goal dashboard might be just the thing to add to your arsenal. So like I said, every fleet has different goals and a different idea of sustainability. And I've talked a lot about it on this show in the past. Sustainability, in when I reference it, just so for those of you that haven't heard me ramble on about this before, there's no one definition of sustainability. It's not just EVs. It's not just CNG or alternative fuels. It is not just greenhouse gas emissions. You're also looking at the sustainability and the profitability and the longevity of your organization, too. It's a multifaceted ideal here. And for a municipal fleet with a tight greenhouse gas limitation, an emissions reduction could be a top goal, but it might not be the way for other fleets. For another fleet that might just be trying to phase out fossil fuel and opt for electric or alternative fuel options, there has to be room for this as well. So whatever sustainability initiative your fleet decides that it wants to implement, tracking progress towards these goals is half of the challenge. I mean, it's easy to say to not waste time implementing new technologies and strategies just to let any progress go unshared because being able to share your progress is part of the 
I think part of the win, right, of being able to actually tackle it. And also being able to know where your fleet stands today and how to get it to where you want to be is also a very, very satisfying thing. Another aspect of reaching these organizational goals, especially if the end goal is electrification per chance, is understanding which of your vehicles can actually be electrified because it won't happen for every single one. I mean, firstly, because of lead time and limited availability, but also because some of the models just simply are not in existence yet, no matter where you are in the world, right? For fleets that are in the earlier stages of electrification, knowing which internal combustion vehicles can easily be swapped out for electric vehicles is a really, really important first step that has to be taken no matter what. If you take a look at something like an EV candidacy report or an EV candidate report, it identifies vehicles that in a fleet that drive within a certain range of miles every single day and could potentially be the ideal candidates to electrify first within your fleet. The amount that these vehicles are driven is an important factor because it simplifies charging and can prevent any range anxiety, which is yet again another topic we've covered earlier on in the show in season two. And especially this is true if the vehicles are kept locally and they are not actually taken home to a driver's home to charge because then you can be guaranteed that the charge times are the same. Everything is kept under a process. You know the drill by now, right? And by targeting gas vehicles that have already met these range requirements, the electrification process is seamless and it helps to shave off unnecessary greenhouse gas emissions in your fleet year after year. But then that pegs the question, what about idle? What if that's really all you're actually after? Well, like I said before, a comprehensive greenhouse gas analytics tool helps fleets looking to cut down emissions by looking at good idle time, bad idle time, and a whole host of different metrics. But if we needle in really, really tight onto the idle time itself, here's something I really want to take note of here today. Even though the vehicle isn't necessarily always being driven, idling can still burn fuel and emit tailpipe emissions, contributing to a fleet's total greenhouse gas output. I'm sure we all knew that by now, but it's still a point that I really wanted to enforce because it can be tricky to tackle idle reduction in cases where idling time is productive and essential to operations. Think about bucket trucks, for example, right? Especially if they're not a hybrid system where you have the capability of EPTO. The question then becomes, how can we differentiate when a bucket truck is at work versus a driver sitting in a parked car enjoying the air conditioning in the summer? To distinguish the unproductive idling, it's important to take a look at idling that doesn't have PTO attached to it. This can actually give folks a clearer target for idle reduction, and it also allows them to know where. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, all of these insights already lie deep within your fleet data as you have it. But by consolidating your data sources into a powerful business intelligence platform, you're able to bring these insights and these opportunities to light. 
Fuel card data alone or telematics data alone can put managers on the right path, but the information they receive might not be as insightful as it potentially could be. The fact is, BI empowers us to make impactful discoveries and ultimately get more out of our data. So if you're interested in learning more about what business intelligence reporting can do for your fleet, or if you have any questions at all on BI, GHG reporting, or any of the types of reports that I was talking about in today's show, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email, you can tag me on LinkedIn, use the hashtag UtilamarkFleetFYIs, or even send me a carrier pigeon if you feel like it. Before I sign off, though, I wanted to remind you that if you haven't already, I would love if you would leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting platform. It really helps us out and helps other folks just like you find our show, and I would really, really appreciate it. That's all I've got for this week. Make sure you tune in next Friday for a thorough rundown on what the true cost of charging your electric vehicle actually is. I can't wait for next week's episode to go live. I'm sure you will love it, and I will see you there. Ciao. Hey there, it's me again. I think it's time to cue the virtual high five because you've just finished listening to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. If you're already wanting more on all things fleet and vehicle technology, head over to utilimark.com, which is utilimark with a C, U-T-I-L-I-M-A-R-C.com for this episode's show notes and extra insights coming straight from our analyst to you. That's all from me this week. So until next time, I'll catch you later. <laughs>